This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. When our water heater broke down last month, it was a nightmare. It took five hours for the plumber to show up, and he charged us a couple of hundred bucks just to come out. Then it cost another $1,800 to put in the new water heater. By the time it was all said and done, I felt like I'd been taken. But what else could I do? The smartest thing you can do is get a home warranty from American Residential Warranty. Their home warranties pay to repair or replace all your major appliances when they break. And they will break. And at the worst possible time, call American Residential Warranty right now for free information on home warranties starting at just pennies a day. Don't wait for your refrigerator to stop running or your ceiling fans to stop turning. Call American Residential Warranty right now. Ask how you can save up to 50% on washing and dryer coverage. Just call 1-800-686-3910. That's 1-800-686-3910. Again, 1-800-686-3910. Call now. We are the Blaze Radio Network. This is the Jaily News. Here's our headline. Master debaters, prepare to carpe diem. Excelsior. Isn't this what is all about, huh? It comes down to this. Remember, I'm. We're going to help each other. Remember, remember each debate, and one of the reasons we will is because I have right here my notes from the first debate, and every debate since our pre our pre analysis, our post analysis of every debate every candidate since the beginning. And it's really only beginning. (laughs) We are the Blaze Radio Network, our office number, and you will be late at the office tonight. So have your secretary, Miss Lovetree, call home and say uh, again that you'll be late at the office. 1-888-900-3393. Here's the way the late again at the office rap goes tonight. We will be with you, Skip and Doc and I, we will be with you at exactly 8 o'clock tonight. Now, whether or not the junior G-man debate is over, we are going to be displaying exactly the same regard that you and the rest of the Amer- you we and the rest of the american people have for the people in the junior g man debate we're going to treat it like a rerun of uh lost in space uh, or or gilligan's island and at exactly eight o'clock eastern time no matter who of the three remaining candidates in the junior G-man debate is in mid-sentence. We're going to cut them dead and go to our 
live Blaze After Dark programming. Expect us. We'll be there 8 o'clock Eastern. Sharpish, eh? Sharpish. Then we will be together for exactly one hour, 8 to 9 Eastern, at which point we will give way to the big boys debate. Seven people on the big stage, one of whom actually will be president of the United States. It's still enough in doubt that it's exciting. And as I say, master debaters, prepare to carpe diem to seize the day. This is what we train for. Tonight is the most important debate in 100 years or more in America. There are a couple of flash news items you should know about, especially because they are not merely vital news. They are also direct. They are direct battlefield citations of us, of what we do together. No one can doubt that we were alone and uh, most articulate in expressing the theorem, Guru Jay's theorem, of the three wings of the Republican Party. Remember, the three wings were Trump and Cruz, with Rubio kind of lurking on the outside, trying to be the alternative gun-to-the-head second choice of conservatives. Then the second wing of the Republican Party, as it exists at this moment, it may not exist in 10 hours, but at this moment, there's a second wing of the Republican Party, which is the establishmentarian wing, the rhino wing, the Heb Bush, Chris Christie, John Kasich, Carly Fiorina wing, with Marco Rubio lurking outside the window, scratching at it, saying, don't, don't, don't forget about me. It could always be me. And then the third wing, it's wicked, wicked queer, wicked odd. But the third wing of the Republican Party is Marco Rubio because he stands adequately astride both the conservative wing and the establishment wing, the wing, the rhino wing, such that gun to the head, you could see Bush voters, Kasich voters, Christie voters, Carly voters, you could see them in the end, if they had to, they had to, you could see them voting for Rubio. Just like Guru Jay opines that if you absolutely saw them and they had to, you could see the Cruz, Trump, outside wing voting for Rubio. Gun to the head, if they had to. If it was a choice between Rubio and Clinton. There are going to be a lot of people who decide they can live with Rubio somehow. But a lot of other people can't live with that. As Guru Jay say, yesterday, the Republicans can't live with a three-wing party, and they ain't going to put up with it. And it starts tonight. 
and here's the proof. And it's a validation of something important that we, we, you, here on the Blaze Radio Network have been doing. Here it is. According to a national report. I just, I just love this stuff. According to a national report, there has been a deal cut. And it's a major national report. There has been a deal cut today between Bush and Chris Christie to go out there tonight and be a tag team against, against whom? Who would you think? According to a huge national report, a huge deal has been cut. The rhinos, the establishmentarian wing, the rhino wing of the Republican Party has forged a temporary partnership, has cut a tactical deal. The deal they have cut is that Bush and Christie will join forces tonight to destroy the third wing of the Republican Party. That's right. Destroy Rubio. The rhinos have decided they cannot stand to have Rubio lurking over their shoulder. They believe that the inability of Jeb to move forward and the ability of other rhinos to move forward is due to Rubio. And the report says the deal has been cut. Tonight, Bush and Christie will join forces to destroy Rubio. It is also reported because of this gun to the head ready, you know, people are gun to the head ready to vote for Rubio if that happens, um, that with Republicans ready to co-opt and, you know, look around, uh, they look at Rubio and they say, you know, we just have to do something about him. There's even a story today. Rubio breaks through the establishment firewall. Rubio is beginning to be the answer to what happened to Heb. Heb, Heb, Boosh. And the rhinos won't stand for it. And there's a school of thought with which I just acquainted you that says they're going to do something about it. Starting tonight, Bush and Christie are going to join forces to try and destroy Rubio. There are other developments, none of them quite as big, but almost all of them this exciting because it's the most important debate day of our lives here on The Blaze. The Jay Severin Show, only on The Blaze Radio Network.
Severin. And the best and brightest on the Blaze Radio Network. one 888 Your homework is due right now. It's, it's, it's due in two parts. Uh, surprise, pop quiz. Part one is due now. Question, how must or how will I leave it to you? Address either or come up with your own question. We're, we're kind of like the Radio Montessori school here. So you can kind of come up with your own homework. But a teacher's recommendation is this. How will the Republican race look different tomorrow? And or how must the Republican race look different tomorrow? You know about each of the seven people on that stage tonight better than anybody you know. You know better about the seven people on that debate tonight than 99% of all other Americans. And so, even if you didn't, you'd still have feelings. Your advantage is you have beliefs. And I'd like to know the answer to the question put to you by me right now. I believe the Republican race will look differently tomorrow. Blank, blank, blank. Or I believe the Republican race had ought to look different tomorrow. By virtue of blank, blank, blank. What do you think is going to happen tonight? Here are our debate notes going back to the first debate. The first one says, huge chance for Rubio and some others to break through tonight? Question mark. Now, you answered many of these questions. You answered whether you thought Rubio would be around for two weeks or for the long haul. Guru Jay said, I wish I had a date on this. Anyone know the date of the first debate? Because that's when these extemporaneous notes hail from. Last chance saloon for Carly, question mark, and some others. It wasn't in the first debate, but it soon became same. Yes? I mean, I think Carly's done. Carly is resurrected by an invitation to be vice president, which I don't believe for a second is going to happen. August 6th. August 6th. Ty tells us August 6th. These notes are from August 6th. On August 6th, I said last chance for Carly. It wasn't then, but it was soon. Carly is not being picked to be vice president. Period. No one's going to pick her and no one in a position to recommend to the candidates what they ought to do. No one with any judgment or experience is going to recommend that he pick Carly. If the judgment is that a woman ought to be on the ticket, it won't be Carly. It'll be Nikki Haley. No, no, no. I'm only kidding. Nikki Haley, who gave the worst And first, Republican response to the State of the Union by attacking her own party. 
she she'd better hope that her buddies Mitch McConnell and John McCain and Linda Graham end up running this by Heb Bush. Oh, Heb thinks the world of Nikki Haley. Why wouldn't Heb love someone who stood up and ragged on Republicans for 45 minutes? If if that if that wing of the Republican Party prevails, Nikki Haley is in. She's in. But I wonder how carefully she considered from her Ivy Tower that, well, this. This is the biggest headline. I think this is the biggest headline of the day. Now, I know I'm, I'm pretty selfish in saying so, but I'm going to go with it anyway. According to a major, a major national report today, and I use the source only because I did not see this, and I'm so sorry that I missed it. According to a major national report today, yesterday, last night, Heb Bush said, I never grasped or understood the nature of the anger and frustration of American voters until today. I know. I know. I know you think that's uh, coming from one of my, I do have a new, if I can find it, a new sound machine here. I don't think I could find anything appropriate very quickly, but uh, let's see what we have here. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Jeb, Jeb Bush said, I never grasped or understood the nature or degree or intensity of Republican anger and frustration or voter frustration until today. But I'll tell you what, now, and I'm, I'm paraphrasing, but now that I do, I'm going to go out and channel that anger. I don't know about you, but I think that's breathtaking. I think that, I think the magnitude of that political ignorance is breathtaking. And I'm not calling names. These are real American words. Words mean things. Ignorance does not mean stupidity. It means the absence of knowledge of something. So to call George Bush ignorant, you would never call someone, oh, that person's ignorant. That's, you're misusing the term. Because you'd have to list all the topics on which that person is uninformed. You could say that person is stupid. Well, then that's it. That covers it. If you're stupid, you're stupid. But if you're ignorant, tell me about what you are stupid. Or I'm sorry, about what are you ignorant? Because I've got a list here, you know, I've got a book right here listing all the things on which I'm ignorant. Everyone's ignorant on something. So, But the, the breadth, the magnitude of the ignorance of Jeb Bush's failure, his absence of knowledge, to appreciate, to read, to feel, to appreciate, to intuit the nature, the magnitude, the intensity 
of voter anger, Democrat, Republican, and in between. He missed that completely. And he admits it. Now, I'm sorry, you might say, you know, it's always better to admit a mistake. And in real life, it might be. But this ain't real life. This is national politics politics. And when you have made as many mistakes as Heb has to sit down and say, I've got it. I've got it. I have totally missed the notion that Americans are angry and frustrated. Uh, It only has dominated all of American politics for about 15 years now, Heb. Jay Severin, the Blaze Radio Network. on the Blaze Radio Network. These are my partners. Ty and I were just discussing, look, I don't say this to be nasty. I don't mean to say it to be angry. I don't want anyone to be angry at anybody. Uh, I, I like George Bush Sr. because of the kind of man he was of his time. But he has he has succeeded fatally okay it's almost shakespearean he has succeeded fatally he's his his ambitions included freezing his family away from real life in a dome of wealth and privilege now for those who can do that who wish to do that fine I'm, I, I'm not against anybody getting rich or doing whatever they want to do. But politics, meanwhile, actually has become, during George Bush Sr.'s lifetime, really has become a retail business. It didn't used to be. But now you really do have to go meet people. You have to touch people. You have to actually interact with people who did not go to Princeton. In fact, outrageously, who did not even apply to Princeton. And that's why I do this bit from time to time. Oh, Mater, Pater, uh, I have to speak to these people. They keep wanting to call me by my first name. And I, do, do I have to touch them? Do I have to speak to them? Retail politics is what politics has become. And George Bush, senator of son of Senator Prescott Bush of Connecticut, George Bush Sr. of Andover and of Yale, just wasn't cut out for retail politics. And as it turns out, Heb, Heb Bush going off on his backpacking adventure and coming home with a Mexican wife, which in their view 
was, can you imagine, can you imagine what happened in the Bush family when the older Bush males retired to the library, shut the door, and poured themselves each six inches of bourbon and said, well, I understand, uh, I understand Jeb there has uh, come home with a, a Mexican girl. You know, uh, going to have to do something about that, you know? I mean, you could only imagine, and again, not to suggest someone was being mean. They were being ignorant, but they weren't being mean. But look, that's how life is, uh, and uh, we're not here to philosophize that much anyway. So it's just remarkable how far and different politics has come and become since George Bush ruled the roost. Here is Heb Bush, and he couldn't find retail politics if it was plastered across his own buttocks and he had GPS and the Navy SEALs to help him find it. So what you've got is a candidate for president of the United States who said last night, do you know what? I never, it's like Stevie Wonder awakened as God hopes he will. Stevie Wonder wakes up tomorrow morning and can suddenly see all the colors of the rainbow. Heb Bush woke up last night and said, "Uh, I can see. What's this? I can see. I can hear. And all of a sudden, he he got it. He understood that people were frustrated and disappointed. He understood that not everyone lives like him, that not everyone has a legacy account that will protect him and the next 10 generations of his progeny with, with the trust accounts. Now, I'm not sure he understands that, but he claims to have understood something. And whatever it is will lead him to probably an unbelievable boner of a mistake tonight. But the mistakes tonight may or may not include the mistakes we wondered about or the opportunities we wondered about on August 6th. Huge chance for Rubio, we discussed. We said the same of Carly. Bush said... On August 6th, and we, we repeated on this show, we discussed this, Bush said, quote, I must get better at debating, end quote. Yeah. Yep. And uh, time is running out, dude. Uh, what else do we have here? Why Kasich? Why Graham? Well, I still don't know why Graham, why Kasich, I'm willing to give him the benefit of the doubt. Kasich's going to show up at that debate tonight, and you know, Kasich has a shot in New Hampshire. Out of nowhere, he has a shot. You know why? Because the establishmentarian Republicans have been hedging their bets. They're worried to death about Cruz and Trump. And, really, Rubio. They're so worried 
that they may be accepting Rubio in some quarters, which is why the poobahs of the Republican Party have engineered a deal reportedly so that Christie and Bush, and we don't know who else, chances are by the time they drop the gavel tonight, it might involve other Republicans. But we are told that Kasich, I'm sorry, that Christie and Bush tonight are going to team up to try and destroy Rubio. Continuing with our notes from the pre-debate, August 6th, the first debate, will conservative, quote-unquote, finally be a factor? Or does it die here? It died there on August 6th. That doesn't mean it can't and won't be revived. But it was an astute question. No? Will conservative finally matter tonight? Or does it just cease to be a factor? Cruz needs some personal dimension. Well, I don't know what that means anymore. I I explained it that day, but I no longer understand my notes. Let me try and uh, uh, limit these to those I do understand. Oh, yes, Dr. Carson needs to minimize standing naps. This is the first time, uh, that, that was my quote, tonight is the first time that we are going to see Dr. Carson in quite a while. And we discussed that he could be stung badly, destroyed even, by his uh, not being up to speed on matters economic. But mostly, I think it remains his style. I, I think the fact that he may be a narcoleptic is the thing that still haunts Dr. Carson. I'm still waiting for the moderators at any given moment to snap their fingers and say, Dr. Carson, that's you. Doctor, doctor, Dr. Carson, wake up, wake up. You know, as if from a dream. Uh, the media. Look at this. Trump begging for voters in Iowa. He was. On August 6th, Trump was begging for votes in Iowa. He's not begging anymore. Um, look for one. Oh, look, I said, look for at least one rhino who says we need to work across the aisle because that means death with conservatives that identifies you immediately as a hump, as someone you were not going to vote for. Uh, uh, the first one was Chris Christie to use the phrase that night. On August 6th, Britt Hume said, Cruz has never won anything. Interesting. I don't know what what Britt Hume has won, but as of August 6th, Cruz has never won anything. I would say that Britt Hume would probably speak a bit more reservedly, if not respectfully, of uh, Ted Cruz as of this moment. Um, uh, again, Bush admits, I must get better at debating. Yes. Yes, he should. 
And then we, we go on with other notes, but that pretty much gives you a flavor for what we were thinking on the night of the first debate. Here we are, presto changeo, having been together, watched every move. Here is the first debate of 2016. It takes place about two weeks from the first actual caucus in Iowa. And because it is, and because it does, tonight matters so greatly that the groups of candidates on the stage tonight, while maybe looking comparatively small to the last debate, will look like Woodstock compared to the next debate. Jay Severin, the Blaze Radio Network. This is the Jay Severance Show on the Blaze Radio Network. Partners 2 Blaze Specials tonight. One at 8 o'clock Eastern for one hour. The second one, immediately upon conclusion of the big boy debate, we stay with you until midnight Eastern. Prepare to carpe diem, master debaters. This is it. This one is huge. This is the first debate of 2016. And it's going to be the last debate for many of the competitors you see on the stage. Reports are that Christie and uh, I'm sorry that that Christie and Bush have joined forces to try and take out Rubio this evening. Also huge that Trump actually admitted last night that, you know, I hadn't realized until now that there was frustration and anger among voters. I just didn't get that. And so he believes it's like a spigot that can be turned on and off. And tonight, presumably, we're going to see the new, aware, Angry, Heb, tonight does he earn his exclamation point? Yes? No? Maybe? What what I'd like to know from you, please, at one 3393 take the gloves off. Take the gloves off. Here's what I want to know. Who are you for? What do they need to do tonight? Who are you against? What do they need done to them tonight? Or what's going to happen tonight? What do you expect to have happen tonight? Who's going after who? Who do you think's going to do well, do poorly? Whose last debate do you expect it to be? How will the lines, if at all, be withdrawn? I'm sorry, redrawn after tonight? What is the significance, if any, of tonight's debate? What does it signify? What do you think it signals? 
What will be different at midnight tonight than right now? For whom? Why? This is what we train for. one 888 Earn yourself a national field commendation for valor and thinking. one 888 Anyone old enough to remember the fuss that was made over Chelsea Clinton when she was a child? I do. And this is significant for a couple of reasons. Presidents never before had to warn the media, leave my family alone, especially if it was a little girl. Can you imagine that the the media would have to be reminded, leave my family out of this? Well, it was the beginning of Jehornalism, and so everything was fair game. There was no taste. There was no judgment. Right? So they had to be warned, stay away from my family, especially my little girl. And the Carters um, made a big deal out of it, but the Clintons really made a big deal out of it. Stay away from Chelsea. And they created a bubble for Chelsea that she could never be approached ever. Last night, we see her on a stage as an attack dog attacking the, the Republicans. The Show, only on the Blaze Radio Network. When our water heater broke down last month, it was a nightmare. It took five hours for the plumber to show up, and he charged us a couple of hundred bucks just to come out. Then it cost another $1,800 to put in the new water heater. By the time it was all said and done, I felt like I'd been taken. But what else could I do? The smartest thing you can do is get a home warranty from American Residential Warranty. Their home warranties pay to repair or replace all your major appliances when they break. And they will break. And at the worst possible time, call American Residential Warranty right now for free information on home warranties starting at just pennies a day. Don't wait for your refrigerator to stop running or your ceiling fans to stop turning. Call American Residential Warranty right now. Ask how you can save up to 50% on washing and dryer coverage. Just call 1-800-686-3910. That's 1-800-686-3910. Again, 1-800-686-3910. Call now. We are the Blaze Radio Network. We are the Jaily News. It is debate day. Excelsior. Welcome back, partners, master debaters. Prepare. Carpe diem. You'll be seizing at least diem, you master debaters. The most important American debate in 100 years or more, despite some of the losers taking place. 
We are the Blaze Radio Network. Our show is 8 to 9 Eastern. Then the debate. Then we come back at the instant that they shut up and stay with you until midnight Eastern, the Blaze After Dark. My question to you, what, why, how? What does tonight mean? Why will tomorrow be different? What are the possibilities? Who has the most to win tonight? Who has the most to lose? What is the best strategy for whom, against whom, this evening? Who's dropping out next? Who will we see in the debate next time who's never been there before, which is a possibility? Both parties are unhappy with what they see happening, and they're going back into the closet. They're rifling back through last season's shoes to look for something that might go with this dress because they just couldn't find anything today. We might have new people on the stage, et cetera, et cetera. Craig from the Commonwealth of Massachusetts, welcome back. Thanks, Jay. My first call since my, uh, since my field promotion. <laughs> Commander, welcome. I'd, I'd like to um, come at the debate from a little bit different angle, if I could, uh, and that is with relation to Hillary Clinton. Um, sure. I called your show uh, last year sometime, uh, maybe longer, and I was very worried at the time. I said, I don't know who has been talking about running for president that could beat Hillary Clinton. And, and I was very concerned, as I think a lot of people were, that there was nobody that, would, that had really – in the polling shown could put up any even close battle with Hillary Clinton. Um, do you last... recall, do you recall my reaction? I, I do not, unfortunately, okay. uh, other than I, agreement. I, be, I believe uh, it, I believe it was a concurrence. Yeah, I believe that's exactly what it was as well. Uh, so over the last eight months, with all of the, the Benghazi things that have been rehashed, now this email showing that they did in fact know that there were people ready to go in Benghazi and never gave the okay, um, all of the email stuff, all of the things that have come up about Hillary Clinton, in the last eight months I said I actually went completely opposite. I thought to myself, if anyone is willing to say the necessary things, almost any Republican uh, nominee I thought had the chance to beat Hillary. If they could stand up there and say, Mrs. Clinton, you knew what was going on in Benghazi. You were informed that there were people ready to go to save these people, and you did nothing. Why? You know, If somebody could pose that sort of attack on all the fronts, right. I thought, great. Now we've got a real shot. Now I'm actually worried that she may you get You still indicted. believed in both Santa Claus and journalism at that point, apparently. <laughs> that's, that's true. That's true. Um, but now, uh, now that there's sort of real talk that she could actually get into trouble that, that could result in her not running or at least in her not getting the nomination and possibly worse, but at, at least not getting the nomination, it actually worries me more because there, uh, I feel that so many Republican votes – would come out of a distrust of Hillary Clinton. And I'm actually worried now that if she's not the nominee, I go back to my initial worry of, you know, who can really, you know, is there a lot to really crush, you know, um, Joe Biden on or Elizabeth Warren? Yes, you can get up there and state 
the the points that I agree with, and the, probably you and probably most of the people listening to the show. But I'm actually hoping at this point that she gets the nomination because I think our best chance, regardless of the Republican nominee, I actually have gone completely the opposite, and I now believe Hillary Clinton as the Democratic nominee gives us the best chance to win the presidency, and I wanted to get your thoughts on that. I wish to compliment you and and add uh, an oak cluster to your uh, commander's uh, commendation there. Um, notwithstanding that I love your thinking, but I don't see it. Um, This is a race and was always going to be a race of where's my free stuff at? Where's my free stuff? Where's my other people's money? OPM, other people's money, other people's stuff. Where is my free stuff versus what? The only way that you counter where's my free stuff is with, and I don't mean this in the cynical way it it appears, and I know that a lot of people will say, well, you know, you jerk. How else could you possibly mean it? But stick with me a minute. I think the only way to beat other people's money, a straight Democrat machine candidate of kumbaya, peace, love, higher taxes, uh, human rights, uh, affirmative action, uh, other people's money, okay, which which is the standard operating procedure for the Democrat side. And I think wins it very close to a a winning majority right there without doing anything else, no matter who it is. How do you beat that? Do you beat it with a Republican who is intellectually superior with better ideas that are more derivative, far more derivative, of the Constitution of the United States that say to people, let's not worry about your free stuff for the moment. Let's worry about this thing called America and whether the Constitution still matters. Are you asleep yet? Because all of the people I need to beat that first candidate are asleep. The way that you beat Hillary Clinton is with a circus act. Now, I realize the introduction of the word, the term circus, makes my thesis questionable as a serious matter, but I'm sticking with it. We have become theater to a large degree. If you're playing theater in a theater in front of an audience which has come for theater, you had better give them theater. And the only way to beat Hillary Clinton is with some kind of circus act which is sufficiently freakish that people will say, whoa, this is different. This is exciting. This is the Grammys. This is 
is like free home box office. This is, I'll try this. Uh, you know, this is exciting. This is a show. Uh, and, and maybe I'll even get something out of it. And, and plus, maybe, just maybe, uh, I've been reawakened in terms of what's right and wrong. Maybe, just maybe, I am concerned about getting my throat cut when I walk down the street each day or worried about sending my kids to public school. Or maybe I am worried about whether the North Koreans or the Iranians really are going to wipe uh, one of our coasts off the map because we have a a weak gay president who won't do anything, who draws pink lines. I mean, you, it is possible, possible to reawaken these things in people's minds. And again, when I said gay, uh, if I said that out loud, not that there's anything wrong with that, although there is something wrong with pink lines as opposed to red lines. What I'm saying is, and I've got to take a break. Don't go away. I want you to have a chance to respond. But, Craig, what I'm saying is, if you've got Hillary Clinton, you've got 50% of the vote locked in. I don't care who the Democrat is, you've got 50% of the vote locked in. The only way that we can beat the Democrat show is with a better show. Which of our candidates is a better show? Which show would you pay to see? Which one would you buy beers and popcorn and hot dogs to stay and see during the campaign and on Election Day? Who is the circus act that can beat the Democrat Other People's Money Act? That is the question. This is Jay Severin on the Blaze Radio Network. Jay Severin on the Blaze Radio Network. And 1-888-900-3393. That's our office number. We'll be late at the office tonight, you and I. 1-888-900-3393. And uh, we have partners on the phone. I want to go back to Craig so he has time to respond. Craig, please do. Thanks, Jay. Um, I, I think we actually uh, agree uh, more than disagree here. If good ideas alone could win the presidency, uh, we would have President Mitt Romney. Um, so you're definitely right when in order to beat any Democratic candidate, you're going to have to put on some type of, of theater. Uh, but in, in dressing up your stage to stick with that, uh, that analogy, in dressing up your stage to put on your, your theatrical play, um, I feel like Hillary now has a lot more, uh, gives us a lot more ammunition than she did last year. Um, and you can just bonk her over the head with, you know, a giant squeaky hammer in your play again <laughs> and again and again. And I don't know what other Democratic candidates will give you as many swings of the squeaky hammer as Hillary Clinton will. Well, I hope you're right, uh, Craig, and I, I, I thank you. Uh, your remarks are worthy of uh, command unit here. Uh, beat Hillary, 
only if you understand American politics has become theater. Hillary is non-comedy, non-entertainment. Everybody does hate you, whomever you are. That's what she says. But I will give you other people's free stuff forever. That's her melodrama. That's Hillary's melodrama. Now, your turn. You're on. What you what will your show be? Exciting, funny, enjoyable, better than free stuff? Even if you don't have the budget, you better make them laugh and truly hope. Trident from South Carolina. Trinity from South Carolina. We were joking about, uh, I, uh, it'll take too long to explain. Trinity, my apologies. Welcome. How you doing, Jay? That's okay. I've been called worse, trust me. No, I, I'm no. really, my apologies. We we were saying that if, uh, I was saying that if, uh, uh, there are a couple candidates in this race that if the word, uh, like last time to Donald Trump, if the word trident came up, I expected him to say either it was a chewing gum uh, or a Chinese gang in New York City. And so I don't know. I had Trident on my mind, but I'm sorry. Welcome. Thank you, sir. Now, I was just calling uh, before you asked the other question about the Hillary thing. I was just commenting on the debate. I think I agree with you. I agree with the simple fact of um, uh, Jeb Bush and uh, Chris Christie getting together going after Rubio. I also believe Jeb Bush, he's glad to take some jabs at Donald Trump because Donald Trump is under his skin. He's like that itch that you just can't reach when it comes between him and Donald Trump. Uh, Trump's going to be Trump in the debate. But my big thing is I think, I I could be wrong, but I think uh, Ted Cruz needs to come out with guns and blazing. The first thing he needs to do is just squash this whole Quirther thing because I feel like, Every time they ask him a question, that's all it's going to be about. It'll be about the person thing because, you know, he's pretty much laid out everything he wants to do when he gets in the office. But this person thing is killing him because the people that I've talked to, you know, there was always that thing, I like Ted Cruz, but, and then, but, like, you know, yeah. the, thing that, the thing that you have, now he's got that great big asterisk beside his name of, well, is now is he eligible to be president or not? And I think he just needs to come out and squash that. Just from the very I would, I would agree and disagree with you. I think it's an issue. I know it's hurting him. It ain't killing him, but it is hurting him. And hurting could become killing if he doesn't, you know, if this thing continues. So we have to monitor it a few more days if it continues beyond this evening. I do expect it will be used in the debate this evening. And then the most important uh, uh polls we're going to see in this election so far are going to be the polls we see between now and this weekend and Monday and Tuesday. Those are going to be the ones that set in stone uh, a lot of what happens in, in, in Iowa and, and where we are right now. And I agree with you that it hurts him. I don't agree that he ought to lead with his chin because there's a chance that people have decided not to bring up the birther thing in the debate. And there is a good chance I would advise, were I advising Ted Cruz, I would advise him, let's be prepared with a very, very good answer if it should arise. 
but let's not us introduce it as evidence. Let's wait for someone else. Make them pay the price of having to introduce it because it does cost. It does cost someone to bring it up. It may not cost them more than it benefits them, but there is a cost associated with being the guy to bring that up. And so let someone else bring it up if they're going to. And then once they do, you have an ironclad, new, improved, better answer for it and put it, try to put it behind you. That's what my advice would be. And, and I agree with that. That's why I call you for it. I get all my information from you because, like I said, a lot of people I talk to, they always want to throw that up. Well, you know, he might not be able to pull and now they're all going to Trump. And, you know, the whole surface thing that she was talking about with Hillary, I hate to say it, but, uh, you know, Trump can put on a good show, I guess you could say, if it actually came down to him and Hillary. My only thing is, can he beat Hillary? Because apparently both of them have dirt on each other that they'll both be able to use against each other. It just makes me really, really nervous for the way this country's heading. And we got such a great field of candidates, and we got some candidates in there who can make a big difference. I feel like, you know, a lot of the American people, like you said, everything has changed now. Now it's, you know, it's all show. Who can put on a better Trinity, show? Trinity, it does not make me proud to say this, but neither do you pay me to shy away from fact as I see it. Here is fact as I see it. If we reduce this campaign right now to the media coverage it's going to receive, and I think you pretty much can, I think that's what's going to determine this election. The media coverage, the magnitude and volume and nature of media coverage it receives. That being the case, let us further reduce this to two shows They're both on uh, the same night, one an hour earlier than the other in prime time on network television. One is the Hillary Clinton show, and cameras follow her around on the campaign trail and when she's at home. And the other one is the Trump show, follows him around at home and on the campaign show. Think for a moment what the differential in the ratings for those two shows would be. President Trump. Jay Severin. Excelsior. The Blaze Radio Network. Only on the Blaze Radio Network. Only with the best and brightest at 1-888-900-3393. What's going to happen tonight and why? Yeah, they say there's a deal for Chris Christie and uh, Bush to go after Rubio. Okay. Why? They fear him? Could be. It also could be that the principal, stick with me here, it could be that if there's a deal between Christie and Bush to team up and hammer Rubio, 
you could say they're doing that so that Rubio can't slip in to the rhino wing of the party and replace those guys, which at this moment, he easily might. There is another explanation, and always is. It could be that why they want to do this is to make him unacceptable to the rhino wing, all right, but thereby automatically put him in play for the conservative wing. See, if they hammer Rubio, what they've got is damaged goods in the rhino store, but then Rubio says, well, all right, hell, I'm never going to win in the rhino store. Let me go over here and compete against Cruz and Trump. And the problem is, as of now, Cruz probably can compete. I'm sorry, that Rubio probably can compete with uh, Cruz and Trump. Thank goodness a lot of people remember that Cruz helped lead the fight for amnesty and citizenship for illegal aliens. He is now backpedaling on that, lying about it, as big a lie, as fast a lie as I have ever seen in politics. Marco Rubio was for letting illegals in, giving them amnesty, driver's licenses, citizenship, path to Americanism, everything. He was with John McCain. The Gang of Eight was John McCain, Lindsey Graham, Marco Rubio, Chuck Schumer. Suck Schumer. Need I say any more? Everyone makes mistakes. Some people even make awful, terrible, horrible mistakes. Cruz made, sorry, Rubio made a terrible, awful, horrible mistake. It's a question of whether or not the conservative wing, the outsider wing, I don't know how many wings will exist as of tonight, after tonight. But right now there are three wings of the Republican Party. The Christie, Kasich, Bush, Carly wing. And then the Rubio wing by himself, who's trying to decide which wing to go with. And then the outsider conservative wing, which is Cruz and Trump. I, I desperately want for the third wing or the first wing, whatever you call it. I want Cruz to control that wing. I want him to be the one who can place an argument, uh, a presentation before the country that can outduel Hillary Clinton despite the fact that every millimeter closer he gets to doing that, everybody, everybody, most especially including Donald Trump, will turn on him savagely. The question is, will they turn on Cruz savagely tonight? Gene from Ohio, welcome. 
Jay. Um, I, I think they will turn on Cruz savagely tonight, and I think it's going to be led by Fox News. I, I truly really? believe, after, after watching the previous debates, I truly believe that Fox News has an affinity for rhinos like no one I've ever seen. Um, look at their coverage. Look at how they cover Cruz, and look at how many times they put the rhinos on their channel every day. But you change the debate to bring more rhinos in in order to take out the two outsiders. Um, I think Fox News is going to lead the charge, and they're going to open the birther question. I think that th- that is a, a most interesting uh, take on this. But I must tell you, with all respect, I, I disagree with it utterly. I, I think that Fox, at its heart and soul, is conservative. I think it has the stamp of Roger Ailes, who runs it all over it, not to the degree that it compromises its uh, status as a news organization. But I don't believe, and especially Fox Business Network, I don't think that they're trying to or feel that they can in any way profit from the success of a uh, rhino, you know, someone who's squishy on the markets, on business, on capitalism, all of that. And I, the, the, the most uh, credible charge against Fox, I continue to hear, I could, like you, I continue to hear them all. The most... All right, so the least the least incredible of those charges are that Fox favors Trump. But in my mind, if they don't favor Trump, they must certainly favor Cruz. No, uh, I, I I disagree. I've watched them. I understand uh, that you do. Yeah, and, and in my own opinion, this is my own opinion, and I I got no problem that we disagree because that's how we have debate. Um. I, I've watched them in their coverage, and their coverage of Cruz is always harsher and more critical than it is of these squishy rhinos. And just me, speaking for me, I believe that they they are an arm of that third rhino party. Um, I, I really believe that, and, and I'm sorry that that is what it is. I watch them a lot less now because of that. Uh, I'll, use Shep, I'll use Shep Smith as an example. Um Look at the stuff this guy spews on the news. It, wow, he is off the charts liberal. Um, I couldn't, I couldn't agree with you more. <laughs> so, on that, so we I'll, agree. I'll let, I'll let you go with, I'll let you go with that. But I just wanted to bring that to your attention, and I, I really think if you watch tonight, and, and and please do, I'll be listening to you guys. Watch for Fox News to try to turn this to destroy the two front runners in order to bring a rhino to the top. All right, uh, that's a deal. Maybe tomorrow you will consider calling in and letting us know what you made of it, and we can discuss, you know, who we thought ended up right. Schedule permitting, I'll do that. Thank you, Jay. All right. I thank you. I, uh, that's Gene from Ohio. Thank you very much. Look, it's an idea. Uh, it, it, it's also something that's new to me as an American, as a viewer, as a voter, as a media person. Um, No one has ever before considered that different media 
might actually hold different and and transparent opinions on the candidates and on their positions. But clearly they do. That day is over. The, the day of transparently... Uh, uh, that that day of transparently neutral uh, journalism is over. We're in the days of journalism, from uh, to one degree or another. So, uh, Gene's right. Uh, when, at least when he says, I mean, his general point is, you will get a different perspective on the debate and the debaters, depending on which channel holds the debates and asks the questions. I believe that's right. I don't believe that, therefore, you will get uh, an anti-Cruz viewpoint by watching Fox uh, or that Fox is tilted against conservatives or uh, or against Cruz. But I appreciate, as uh, Gene, you know I do, the opinion. So here we go next. Senior Democrats, while all of these behind the scenes moves are being made by senior Republicans because they're so worried about what they're going to do. And by the way, be, believe me when I say to you, don't forget that these things are not as simple as they look. And 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 these nominations are not as simple as they look. The reason that the parties hold back delegates. And when you vote in a state, what you're voting for is delegates. But do you know whether your state awards delegates on a proportional level or not? You see, in some states, let's pick South Carolina. And I don't know about South Carolina. But we're just using them as a hypothetical. In 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 South Carolina, if Cruz wins eighty percent of the vote, if the results in South Carolina are Cruz eighty, Trump fifty, uh, Bush twenty, does that mean if there are two hundred delegates in South Carolina, does that mean that Ted Cruz wins all 200 delegates because he won the election. It was Trump 80, Cruz uh, 50, Bush 20. So that means that Cruz wins all 200 delegates, right? Well, depending on the state. Many states have what are called proportional delegation award. And that means if... Cruz got 80% of the vote, he gets 80% of the delegates. If Trump got 50% of the vote, he gets 50% of the delegates. If Bush got 20% of the votes, he gets 20% of the delegates. Now, you see, as you move on week by week by week, if you're winning winner-take-all primaries, you are racking up the delegates. And there's a certain total, 1,423, whatever it is. You reach that magic number, you have the delegates you need to win the nomination. But, oh boy, is it not that easy. 
I will have a chance to speak with you again. Don't forget, Skip and Doc and I join you in almost exactly three hours. That's 8 o'clock Eastern time. We come on no matter what's happening. We have the same regard for the junior G-man debate that everyone else does. We don't care. So they can be in the middle of a word. They can be in the middle of a syllable, and we're going to cut them cold and come on the air with you live at 8 o'clock Eastern Time. We will be with you. We'll be together for an hour until 9 o'clock Eastern, whereupon the big boy pants debate will start, and we will together feast on that. And at its instantaneous conclusion, Skip, Doc, and I will join you and stay with you for analysis, mockery, uh, and other bon are uh, which are appropriate for the occasion, and stay with you until midnight Eastern time. So we have plenty of time together this evening. And speaking of time together this evening, though, thank God she will not be spending any of it with us. Remember that Hillary Clinton is among one of the most avid viewers, listeners, of tonight's campaign because her campaign goes only as the Republican campaign goes, right? Right. And there have been a lot of rumblings this week and last about, well, you know, it's not going to happen. Don't worry. It's not going to happen. But what if it did? What if Hillary lost Iowa to Sanders? And then she lost New Hampshire, too. Would that set off a panic? Well, maybe not a panic, but enough of a concern that we are going to see a wave of stories from the party elders talking about maybe Joe Biden is enough over the loss of his son to consider saving the party and the nation and the Obama legacy by keeping the White House. They're talking about Biden already. I've, I've seen two network-level stories in the last 48 hours about should Biden be brought back in to take this losing horse off Hillary's hands. This is the sort of thing that makes her crazy and is just so joyous for us. We will see you at 8 o'clock Eastern. Jay Severin on the Blaze Radio Network.